I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, February 21st. Hope you're having a great day. We are uh, thankful to have you with us today on the radio, 95.9 FM. That's our local station. And then those that are joining us on the radio app and those on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in today. And then those on Facebook and YouTube who are joining us today, uh, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule on this Wednesday. Uh, we are, uh, normally I would say we're looking forward to a great service tonight, uh, but we don't have a service tonight. We had a revival Monday night and Tuesday night, and uh, I talked yesterday some about Monday night and about the chapels that we had yesterday morning, but last night was an amazing service. If you missed it, I hope you go back and tune in. Uh, we had the Reigns family singing, and they sang I guess they probably did five or six if you count the invitation song as well. And uh, they did such a good job. And then Brother Ricky Gravely, uh, he and his wife were with us. Brother Gravely preached a great message last night. And uh, it blessed my heart. I know I needed it. And uh, if you missed it, I hope you go back and tune in and catch that message. Uh, it was a great service. Now, that makes us today feel a little strange because we don't have church tonight. Uh, but uh, I hope you have a good evening. If you were here Monday night and Tuesday night, you probably need a break. And uh, you may need to just catch your breath. But I am so thankful for our church family. And we had so many folks that came out Monday night, Tuesday night. It was good services, uh, good spirit, good crowds, good singing, good preaching. It was wonderful. And uh, I'm so, so thankful for how God worked in our winter revival. You know, we've been praying for it really since the first of the year. We've really been emphasizing uh, praying for the winter revival. And I believe that God answered those prayers. And I believe God did a great work uh, in our church. I know God did a work in me. And I heard so many good reports uh, from this revival. So no church tonight, no service tonight, no, no master club, teens on target, no Bible study prayer meeting tonight. Uh, but be ready and be fired up for a great day on Sunday. I can hardly wait. It's hard to believe we will be, uh, Sunday will be the last Sunday in February. And uh, I feel like just January flew by and now February is almost gone. Uh, but please pray for a great, great day uh, this coming Sunday, early service, Sunday school, uh, morning service, Sunday night. It's going to be a great day together. And uh, I hope you keep uh, that in prayer. Uh, happy birthday today to Tammy Jenkins. Tammy, hope you have a great day. Happy birthday to you. And then a happy birthday today to Charles Suit. And Brother Suit, we praise the Lord, thank the Lord for you and your wife. Hope you have a great day uh, as well. Uh, let's pray today for our church and pray for our school. Let's pray for all of our missionaries, all the ministries of our church. Uh, let's pray for our members, pray for those who are sick, uh, those who are dealing with health issues, uh, those who are in the hospital. Let's be much in prayer for uh, one another. Let's pray for our country. Uh, the uh, primaries here coming up and early voting has already started. I hope you get out and vote and uh, pray for God uh, to do a great work in our nation through the elections. 
Uh, I know our hope is not in government. Our hope is not in politics, but God can use those things. And I think as God's people, we ought to pray. We ought to vote. We ought to get involved. We ought to do all we can uh, to uh, be the salt of the earth, uh, to be that preservative. And uh, if the Bible says, if the salt has lost its savor, it is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under the foot of men. I don't want that to be my life. I want to have some impact and I want to have some influence and I want to have some uh, preserving factors that would help. I want my community to be better uh, because of me. I want my town to be better. I want my country to be better. I want the church to be better uh, because, uh, not because there's anything good in me, but because of what Christ does in me and through me. And I hope you'll be much in prayer for these elections. We're going to go to a song. Here's a great song by Brother Joe Arthur. Until you've known the love of God. I think you'll enjoy this. Then we'll get into our Bible study in Jeremiah chapter 2. If you could own all the world and its money Hill castles tall enough to reach the sky above If you could know everything there is to know about life's game Yet you've known nothing until you've known God and His love Until you've known reaches down to a fallen man and lifts him up from out of sin where he has trod until you've known just how it feels to know that God is really real then you've known nothing until you've known the love of God In your lifetime, you could meet everybody And you could call every name from here to yon But if you've not come face to face With Jesus and His saving grace Then you've known nothing until you've known God and His love until you've known the loving hand that reaches down to a fallen man and lifts him up from out of sin where he has trod. Until you've known just how it feels to know that God is really real, then you've known nothing until you've known the love of God. Until you've known just how it feels To know that God is really real Then you've known nothing Until you've known the love of God 
Hey, man, I like that. And I hope you continue to pray for Brother uh, Joe Arthur and his family. His mother passed away. I guess it's been now um, about two, almost two weeks ago, I guess. And uh, they had uh, funeral services last week uh, down in Atlanta and then up in North Carolina. And then the burial uh, was in Virginia. And uh, I hope you'll pray for that family. And I thank the Lord for Brother Arthur. He'll be with us in June and uh, for our summer revival. I'm preaching him on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And uh, I'm excited. That's our next revival. We just finished winter revival. And then we'll have our summer revival. And then in the fall, we have our missions revival. And that's a missions conference in addition to uh, we'll have a, a, we have a guest speaker coming in. It'd be great. And then, of course, Teen Spectacular. That's a little bit different conference. That's for uh, our teens and not just our teens, but that's for the area teens and kids that are from other uh, churches, other schools, anywhere. And uh, we, we're looking forward to that as well with Brother Kenny Baldwin. And we'll have a great time uh, for these uh, upcoming events. I, we've got a busy spring and a busy summer, a busy fall, but I love it. And I'm thankful we can be a part of a church where there's something going on uh, and where people are getting saved and where people are joining the church and people are excited about the things of God. I'm telling you, what we saw Monday night and Tuesday night, uh, most, I shouldn't say most, but I'll say many churches, that would have been an amazing Sunday morning crowd. I think churches would not have known what to do in many places to have that kind of crowd on a Sunday morning. And we had a Monday night and a Tuesday night uh, where people came and the altars were full and the preacher preached and the singer sang and God worked. And I thank God for what he is doing here uh, at our church. And uh, I, Brother uh, Gravely preached it last night. And if you didn't hear it, you need to go back and listen to the whole message. But at the end, he talked about it in our church. He said, uh, if the day ever comes where God leaves, he said, you might as well just shut her down. And that's exactly right. Uh, we need the Lord and we need to uh, give him first place that in all things, Jesus Christ might have the preeminence. What does that mean? First place. Jesus Christ must be. He needs to be. He deserves to be uh, number one in our church, in our homes, in our lives. And so uh, I hope that was a help to you. Last night, I know it was a help to me. Jeremiah chapter two, we're going to finish up today. Uh, we've gone through the chapter, almost every verse. And as we are wrapping it up, I shared with you yesterday just a couple closing thoughts. Number one, we said uh, we must listen to the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God and respond. Uh, there was a message that God had for His people. Jeremiah preached it. And God gave the message. Jeremiah delivered the message. But the people refused to respond to the message. And may God help us to always respond uh, to the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God. Secondly, we said yesterday, uh, don't ever forget that God loves you. I love that song we just heard by Brother Arthur. Uh, Until you've known the love of God, you're, you will never be satisfied. You will never be complete and you'll never know salvation until you have experienced the love of God. For God so loved the world. Uh, Jesus loved us and he gave himself for us. Thirdly, we said yesterday that we belong to God. Uh, we are not our own. We have been bought with a price and we are called to be holy. Verse number four, uh, Israel was holiness. Excuse me, verse three, Israel was holiness unto the Lord and may God help us to be holy. Number four, if I can get through this sneeze here, hang on just a second. Number four, we need the Lord. 
verses 6 through 8. God says, you have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. It's interesting because the Bible is compared to the bread of life, and man uh, cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. But did you know you cannot live by water, without water? You cannot live. You cannot make it. You cannot survive. You and I cannot survive without the living water. We must have the water that comes from God. Uh, God uh, said that they had forsaken him. He was the fountain. He is the fountain of living water. The Bible says in verse number 8, The priests said not, Where is the Lord? Uh, the Bible says that they that handled the law, they did not even know God. And then in verse number uh, 6, Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt? Now think about this. They needed God. They couldn't get out of Egypt without God. They couldn't get away from Pharaoh without God. They couldn't get across that Red Sea without God. They couldn't survive in the wilderness without God. But yet they went into the promised land and they thought they could get by without God. And friend, I want to tell you, you can't make it without God. I like what the songwriter said, uh, uh, Lord, I need you when the sea of life is calm, but oh Lord, I need you when the wind is blowing strong. So whether trials come or cease, keep me always on my knees, Lord, I need you. And I want to tell you, you may go, be going through a sea of life that is calm today, well, you still need the Lord. Uh, you may be going through a season of life where the wind is blowing strong and the storm is raging. I want to tell you, you need the Lord. I need the Lord at all times. But the nation of Judah got to the point where they thought they no longer needed God. That's a scary place to be. Now, may we recognize every day. May we recognize today, uh, Lord, I need you. And if you've not prayed that prayer yet today, I hope you'll pray a prayer like that right now and say, Lord, I need you today. Lord, I need you to help me. I need you to give me wisdom. Lord, I need you to give me power. Lord, help me to be the, the husband that I should be, the wife I should be, the, the, the parent I should be, the, the child I should be, the grandparent, whatever your case may be. You need the Lord. We need the Lord in our church. If you're a Sunday school teacher, you need the Lord. If you're a choir member, you need the Lord. If you're a bus worker or a junior church or master club or if you're a Christian school teacher, uh, if you are a child of God, you need the Lord. You cannot make it, and I cannot make it without Him. But then I see quickly, number five, the lesson from this chapter, I believe that is very evident, is that only Jesus can satisfy your soul. The, the people forsook the fountain of living waters, and then it says they, they hewed out cisterns that were broken, uh, water uh, containers, water storage units that had holes in them. And those uh, cisterns could hold no water. Well, friend, I want to tell you, this world will never satisfy you. Uh, the things of this world, all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, it's not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You won't be satisfied apart from the will of God. And uh, the greatest thing that you and I can do, uh, first of all, is to know the will of God. And then secondly, is to do it. Uh, are you in the will of God today? Are you doing what God has called you to do today? That is the only place you will find satisfaction. And then lastly, in verse number 19, just a reminder that sin always has consequences. 
Verse 19, thine own wickedness. God is speaking through Jeremiah to the nation of Judah, and he says to the people, thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backslidings shall reprove thee. You know, as a, a parent, if, if you've ever been a parent, you know how it is when your child is getting close to uh, the stairs. You want to protect them. Yeah, as a matter of fact, you usually put up a gate or you put up something. At least we do that now. I don't think my parents did that when I was growing up. But anyway, you get the idea. Um, but your child is close to a, a fire, maybe a, a bonfire outside, or maybe it's a grill, a barbecue grill, uh, or inside close to the stove or close to the oven. What do you do? You protect that child. You say, don't touch. You say, no, 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 you don't touch that. And what happens if a child gets too close? Uh, as a parent, do you laugh and say, aha, it serves you right? No, it breaks your heart. But there is a built-in punishment. There, there are consequences. For that child to get too close uh, to that fire when they've been told not to, and obviously, I think we ought to put up extra guards and precautions for our children, just like God puts up extra guards and extra precautions for us because He knows how foolish we are and He knows how easy, easily we are, we are swayed. But just as that child would touch that hot, hot stove or that hot surface and be burned and there'd be pain and it would be, it would be uh, 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 something that would hurt, I want to remind you today that sin always has consequences. Uh, be not deceived. Uh, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And our sin, our wickedness, it will correct us. And thy backslidings shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God. You say, well, pastor, I'm so glad I'm not like those terrible sinners out there you know, those people that are uh, out and they're robbing banks and they're uh, uh, hurting people and killing people and shooting people. And well, first of all, except for the grace of God, that could be us. But can I tell you, sometimes those aren't the things you need to worry about as much. Sometimes the things we need to worry about more are the things that God says in his word, these six things doth the Lord hate. Uh, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. You know where that starts? starts with a proud look. Uh, Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Boy, sometimes we'll look down on other people and we'll think we're better than everybody else. And friend, I want to tell you, that right there is a sin. That is a wickedness. That if you're not careful, that pride will bring destruction. And we could go on and on and on. There's so many other things we could talk about. We could talk about bitterness. Uh, we could talk about jealousy. We could talk about anger. We could talk about uh, all of these things that we all deal with. But may God help us today to stay right with Him. And let's not go down that road. Let's not have to experience the consequences of sin. Let's confess that sin. Let's forsake that sin. Let's get it right uh, while we have an opportunity. Hope you have a great day and hope you have a great afternoon and evening. Again, no service tonight, but we'll look forward to seeing you on Sunday. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. 
If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.